On this episode of the Bull of Life podcast, Joe and I dive deep into the topic of protein, specifically the heated debate of whether you get enough protein on a plant-based diet. Whereas you might know that plant-based proteins such as beans, lentils, soy, etc., they all have protein. Well, you might be surprised to learn that lots of vegetables actually have protein. I know, right? Just a reminder that you can find all the show notes for this episode on our sponsored blog, badtothebowl.com forward slash five. Hello, and welcome to the Bowl of Life podcast with your hosts, Joe and Sarah Hayes. We are so glad you are here with us today talking about food, faith, and family, and how each of those topics impact our everyday life. The purpose of this podcast is to provide you with the inspiration to live your life more abundantly. On this podcast, we will talk openly about what we consume, whether that means what goes on our plate and in our mouths, or what we see, hear, and listen to, and how that can change our mindset for the day. We truly believe life is a journey, and that is full of lessons for each and every one of us to apply if we can get quiet and listen. We are so glad we get to experience this life journey together with you. So hey, go grab a spoon, or a fork, and let's go. and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. We are so glad you are listening today as we talk about the debate between plants and protein. On episode two, Sweet Vegan Sarah and I briefly discussed this in regards to being plant-based and pregnant, but this is actually a question I think probably every non-meat eater gets. Hey, where do you get your protein? Whether the asker is genuinely curious or just wants to bring up the topic because they like a good debate... As a plant-based vegan, I have got this question. My son as a vegetarian has got this question, and he's only 11, mind you. And Joe has been asked this question in regards to both myself and our son. So oh yeah, this is going to this brings a lot of questions. Yeah, we're just kind of protein obsessed in America. So, first let's discuss some false statements or myths where they kind of came from regarding this whole protein debate and then dive into what plants actually contain proteins. And in this episode, we are specifically going to talk about vegetables. And just a disclaimer, just want to throw this out there. We are not nutritionists or registered dietitians. We just are avid learners who are passionate about what goes in our bellies. And we love to share that information with you. And All the sources we do actually quote in this episode, I'm going to link those all over in the show notes. Once again, that's badtothebowl.com forward slash five, because these notes are either taken from the USDA or from um, articles where they were citing registered dietitians. So just wanted to throw that disclaimer out there. No, and that's, I mean, we're just, we're learning along the way, learning from experience and what we find and. Out there sharing it with everybody. Yeah. So the first one here is you, the first myth, I, I should say, yeah. we're going to go through the kind of these myths um, and where they kind of originated from. Right. So the first one is you can't get enough protein on a plant based diet. That's a common one. I know Joe just kind of even did an eye roll too. Well, yeah. I mean, I just remember when our son went to went to being vegetarian like all these questions like oh is he gonna is he gonna live i know right and, and he was <laughs> so long 
boy, a couple years later, he's just doing great. He's thriving. We were yeah. just at his 11-year-old appointment today, yeah. and he's healthy. He's great. No questions even asked. I so know. It's these myths. It's these myths. So let's get down to basics. So we're not talking kids specifically here. Um, that would be a whole other thing. But on average, a healthy adult needs 0.8 grams of protein per, per kilogram of body weight. Okay, I'm not a scientist, so let me just break that down a little bit more. Joe's probably like over there, yay, science, I love it. But we're kilograms, can't we, can't we uh, convert here? Yeah, seriously, I don't know why so many health articles don't do pounds and ounces. But anyways, according to the United States Department of Agriculture, so that 0.8 grams of protein per kilogram of body weight, it actually means that an adult woman needs needs 46 grams of protein daily and an adult man needs 56 grams of protein daily so let's just break that down even further to kind of give you a picture in your mind so in general now i'm not pointing out fingers here or anything like that i'm just saying in general americans eat much more protein than that on a daily basis in fact I've heard that the recommended size of a serving of meat is actually just a deck of cards. Wow. Yeah. And I've also heard it say, like, it's the size of your fist as well. So, um, you know, that's going to maybe vary. Some bigger people might, you know, have bigger fists than other people. So that's also a good thing to keep in mind. So, and, what, so yeah. when you go to these fancy restaurants and you get those little steaks or something, then Really, they're they're right on task there. Right. It's when you go up to the all-you-can-eat <laughs> steak place, which probably doesn't even have good quality steak at that point. But when you're eating it as big as the plate, yeah, that's probably way too much protein. <laughs> sounds like it. Right. So, anyways, lots of plant-based foods not only provide a significant amount of protein, and we're going to get into this in a minute, I specifically talk about vegetables today, but um, I will mention a few plant-based, like, beans um, that actually do have a lot of protein right now. And this is another kicker, too. When you're eating, now, I will say there's a lot of vegan junk food out there, and there's a lot of new fake meats on the market. Now, I'm not counting those in this when I say that plant-based foods have lower fat, calories, cholesterol, and also um, a lot of other dietary elements because the plant-based fake meats, while they taste delicious, often are not the most healthiest <laughs> thing out there <laughs> either. You know, again, because they're right. processed. They're not a whole food, plant-based food. Okay, so we are talking specifically about, um, you know, lentils, for instance, contain 18 grams of protein per cooked cup. That's a lot. That's great. Probably why yeah. our son's thriving because he right. loves red lentil. <laughs> he does, yeah. Right. And beans contain 15 grams of protein per cup. So that packs a lot of protein. And both of those are very low in fat as well. So... Um, the argument that you can't get enough protein on a plant-based diet, well, that just goes out the window right there. As long as you are keeping that in mind. And I will say, too, like, let's just not make it a point of stress about it. And I feel like that sometimes that argument is thrown at plant-based um, vegans just 
for the fact, I don't know, to raise some hairs, to create a debate, to. Right. They just don't know. So when people don't know, they get a little defensive. Yeah. Right. That's that's just normal reaction. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, but, you know, like we talked about in the 10 tips um, episode. What episode was that? Episode two, 10 tips on living with your partner. Just remember, let's just have compassionate and also go into your arguments. If you're going to try to get an argument, just know your facts. Right. Yeah. I mean, so much of this is just getting out there, learning and research. I mean, that's that's what we've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So the other myth is uh, you need to food combine to get complete proteins. Now, have you ever heard of that, Joe, that you should be food combining your foods to get the best nutrients possible? Right. Right. Yeah. You've heard that argument before. Right. Maybe some people at work or something or oh yeah yeah different uh you know definitely different people that i run into and as we have these conversations of diet and um you know definitely more of the, the past few years of our household has changed people ask questions and well this is the way i'm eating and you know just oh it just raises so many questions or just conversations right yeah people always want to to find out what you're eating. It's always yes, an interesting it topic. A, it is. So actually, this is an interesting um, thing. So, And I actually didn't know the history of this, so this was actually really fun to research this. So the incomplete protein myth, and I, I got this information off of the Forks and Knives um, website, which is a very uh, highly guarded um nutritional website um just look up forks and knives um they've helped so many people reverse heart disease the doctors um in charge of that whole program anyways so this information i got was from there and they kind of dove into the background of this incomplete protein myth so it was inadvertently promoted and popularized in the 1971 book diet for a small planet diet for a small planet sorry by francis moore lapay and the theory was as such, plant foods are deficient in some of the essential amino acids. So in order to be a healthy vegetarian, this is a quote from the book, you needed to eat a combination of certain plant foods at the same time in order to get all the essential amino acids in the right amounts. It was called the theory of protein complementing. So what's interesting enough is that theory is still circulating even though in later editions, the author of the book corrects her earlier mistake and restated that all plant foods typically consumed as sources of protein contain essential amino acids and that humans are virtually certain of getting enough protein from plant sources if they consume and a sufficient sufficient amount of calories. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I think that that part is often forgotten when people talk about this whole, like, food combining. You must combine foods to, to get the most um, complete source of amino acids and right. complete proteins and all of that. So... Anyways, um, that just kind of throws that out the window that you don't need to food combine to get 
complete proteins. And I will say our bodies are really complex creatures. God did not make these bodies without having some knowledge of how to use what they're given. And they will. They will. They'll, they'll use what they're fed. Um, so why not feed it good things? And um, I, I just, I love that. And if you want to go research more on that, I will link the article. And um, you could do your own research on, on that food combining uh, myth. So anyways. All right, moving on. I, I love this myth. You need to eat more protein to lose weight. <sighs> oh, the hype of protein. Yeah. It's, uh, well, <laughs> Sorry, I had to pause there because <laughs> I just had to collect myself. <laughs> so we know so many people that have touted protein-rich diets as the way that they have lost weight. And yes, I understand. A lot of people do, and this is really beneficial for them. And I'm not disclaiming that at all. I do wonder when people tell me, though, that they're focused on these high-protein diets, I wonder about their health on the inside. Oh, right. Well, how is everything else? I mean, how is the rest of your body getting everything it needs? Meat does not have a lot of vitamins. Right. So, so I just wonder, besides meat having protein, like, where are you getting your other vitamins? And yes, while a supplement is great, it's not a substitute for, right, you the, know, the a real whole thing. food. Yeah. Right, just the real um, thing. And so, the other, I do wonder. Yeah. Well, and the other health concerns that come from it right just from high cholesterol right all those things Mm -hmm. that yeah i i just just it's just scary a little bit it is scary a little bit and i I, you know and i'm not discounting the fact like if um if you need to lose weight and that's going to work for you um you know and maybe you know you're on that borderline for a bunch of other health reasons that losing weight is the first step that you need to do um you know, so I'm not I'm not diving into that right now. Right. I'm just saying, like, I it's wonder where else you are getting your other nutrients that your body needs to function. Right, right. yeah, your and, fiber, and I, your as a long term, yeah. and, and I guess that that's what we look towards as we go through our this whole lifestyle change. A lifestyle change is what we try to go for. A long-term goal, like what is, you know, doing this for the rest of your life. So, like Sarah said, not a short-term goal thing that needs to happen. The first step, that makes a lot of sense. As we look at changing your life, changing diet, we're looking at the long, like the long road. Right, yeah, and I and I get it. Protein is um, touted for this. It's given this trophy because protein does make you feel full. It makes you feel full. But it doesn't exactly deserve that weight loss trophy end all to be all that it has kind of been handed to lately. Um, because it, it, protein can be overdone like any other macronutrient. And if all you're doing is focusing on that protein, what about all those micronutrients that you're missing out on? Right. So um, just to quote Helen Mullen, who is a registered dietitian and nutrition supervisor at New York Presbyterian Hospital, she said, if you consume more than you need for protein synthesis, 
the macronutrient will be broken down and stored for energy synthesis, also known as fat, similarly to how carbohydrates are broken down and stored. So always too much of one thing is always too much of one thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, eventually. <laughs> I mean, you look at that in so many ways in life, you know, yes, too much and just balance it out. Right? Balance it out. Right. So. Anyways, the whole macro versus micronutrient topic, you know, we'll have to track down um, maybe like a dietitian to, yeah, to talk about that in detail sure. on here for sure. So, because that's just, it's so interesting to me and it's um, talked about a lot. So, now that we've got those myths out of the way here and let's transition to talking about what vegetable sources do have protein. So, I know I mentioned briefly at the beginning, yes, there's a lot of plant-based foods that have protein protein. We got our beans, we got our lentils, we got our, our tofu, we got our tempeh, you know, tempeh. Um, you know, so we have all those and those are pretty widely, widely known for their protein. But let's talk specifically about vegetables because I think that they're not often as talked about as those other plant-based sources. And um, vegetables actually can provide you with two grams of protein per cup. So a lot of vegetables here um, are, are lumped into that. So anything with two or more grams per serving is considered a high protein vegetable. And that's not just me saying that. That is actually um, Roseanne Rust, a registered dietitian. So that's so interesting. Any vegetable, uh, many vegetables, not any vegetable, sorry, do your research on that. Many vegetables provide you with two grams of protein per cup when eaten raw or per half cup when cooked. So we're actually, even if you are eating a meat-based heavy diet and you're actually consuming vegetables on the side too, you're actually getting even more protein. And I also found it interesting that the USDA um, specifically says, and I'll post a link to this article because it's very interesting, says we need to shift to eating more vegetables, fruits, and whole grains because we need to increase the intake of certain nutrients that are of public concern. Yes, this is from oh. the USDA, of public concern. And yeah. you know what those nutrients are? They are fiber, found in vegetables, potassium, guess where they're found? Hmm. Fruits and vegetables. Interesting. And calcium. Guess where that's found? Yes, we know it can be um, in your plant-based milks and, you know, dairy milks. I won't go into that debate right now. Um, but you can also find calcium in vegetables as well. So, hello, Edie. <laughs> yeah, if that's not a way to take care of what the USDA says is nutrients of concern. Right. <laughs> I love that. Nutrients yes, of concern. Yes. A public concern. Public concern. So yes. let's dive in here. So the first vegetable we have up here. Number is one. Spinach. Oh, you can't. Can you go? I mean, Popeye, come on. Popeye the sailor yeah, man. He toot, was way toot. ahead of his time. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to be like Popeye and be popping those muscles, you better open that can of spinach. Now, I'm, I would say I would go to the fresh aisle and get your spinach maybe not the yeah, can yeah the can i mean uh, before i uh, met you back in my single days the, the the canned spinach i mean you ate canned spinach yeah canned spinach i mean this the, is the first time i've learned of this guys oh my gosh <laughs> i i don't think they even had the the big uh, bins of of spinach you know or i just passed by them but cans i think of, you yeah. passed by them 
probably passed by them. Yeah, but they can't. I, I forget what I used to do with them. Yeah, they, yeah I, I was going for Popeye. All right. Well, guys, I you know him. why I married Joe? Because of those Popeye bulging muscles. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So back to spinach. Okay. So um, one cup of spinach is equivalent to nearly five grams of protein. What? Wow. That's a lot. Okay. And even more. So protein aside, okay, so that's great, the protein. But you're also getting so many more um, nutrients. So you're getting folate. Did I say that right? Folate? Folate? Okay. Y'all know what I meant. So yeah, you're getting yeah. that, which is great for healthy cells. And guess what? If you cook spinach, which, you know, in Michigan right now, it's a little cold out there. You want to saute a little spinach, put some lemon on it, put some salt on it. Yummy. Sprinkle some nutritional yeast on it. Um, nutritional yeast high in B12. Just a little side note there. But when you cook it, it's also high in potassium. Oh. So the there you go, Joe. That's probably why you ate so much of the canned <laughs> spinach because you hate bananas, which are high ah, in potassium. So and your body was it. like, I need potassium. That must be it. Yeah. <laughs> so that sure. must be it. That must be it. So our second one up here is peas. Oh, now, yeah, one. you know, I think peas are underrated. They are. Well, I mean, if. Especially if you're if you're just doing can, well, yeah, of course they're oh ew, bad. Ew, yeah, I think I think that's the only way my mom really served them when oh, I was a kid, and I never ate them. I can almost just envision it right now again. Yeah, it's just yeah, bad. pretty mushy. mushy. But fresh peas, um, frozen fresh, I love too. I yeah, mean, even gosh, that. Even if you just keep a bag of frozen peas in your freezer and throw them, um. You know, throw them on the counter in a little bowl, the mountain that you want to eat while you're making dinner. Then throw them on top of a fresh salad. Oh, They're yeah. so delicious. Or in a stir fry. And guess what? They have four grams of protein per half cup. Wow. Half cup. Per, yeah. That's a lot. That's, a, oh, that's only a half cup. That's not much. And they also have a lot of other nutrients. They've got vitamin A and they are full of potassium and fiber. So, again, another... Another, uh, you know, protein-packed pea, we'll call them. Protein-packed in a small package. Say that five oh, times fast. Oh, you go first while I'm I done. sit here I'm and done. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Joe, you'll love the next one here on our list. Potatoes. Oh. Yes, potatoes. Why isn't number one? Oh, I guess I could have put it in a n- number one. But, um, so, it contains... Three grams of protein, a medium-sized baked potato. Nice. Nice. So it also has vitamin C, potassium, and some fiber. Love it. Joe could eat potatoes every meal. Guys, really, honestly, he's just like, I think one day I was like, hey, you're going to eat these leftover mashed potatoes, but oh, you just had them for lunch. And he looked at me like, why wouldn't I eat them for dinner? Right. I mean... One time I had to tell him not to eat cold mashed potatoes because that kind of grosses me out. I know. And then I'm still thinking about how they, they went, that little bit on the spoon went to waste. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. It was oh. cold. Okay. Eat your potatoes. Um, you know, I know potatoes get a lot of bad rap. And they're, they're not, though. They're good for you. They're good for you. Now, yes, if it was the only thing you were eating... Once again, yeah. Yes, and I think someone once told me that they tried. <laughs> they're like, I tried the plant-based diet, and all I ate was potatoes. 
I was like, that, what? <laughs> that'd probably be, yeah. That, was it me? <laughs> yeah, was it you? <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, so we have spinach, peas, potatoes. So now we go on to broccoli. And this oh. is so interesting. When I was researching this, there's actually a huge debate out there. We might have to do a whole episode on this. There's a huge debate out there whether broccoli has more protein than steak. Really? Ongoing debate. Ongoing debate. Ongoing debate. Um, you know, spoiler alert, you you would have to eat a lot of broccoli to get to the amount of protein that would be in a steak. But it does have a lot of protein as a vegetable. So it is um, packed with a lot of fiber. Of course, we all know this. I, I think... Uh, in our household, I mention all the time about how right. these cruciferous vegetables have so much fiber in them. Um, and they, you know, they just are a powerhouse here. They have three grams of protein and they contain calcium. And that's the per cup, um, which really if you're like, oh, a cup of broccoli, that seems like so much. Okay, broccoli is kind of big. Right, right. So a cup is, is not, not really going to be big much. at all. Like maybe three florets three? if there's bigger... Right. You know, five if they're smaller. Right. Yeah. Not that many. Yeah, not that many. So uh, the next one here on our list, we're kind of going into our bee vegetables. We had broccoli, and now we have Brussels sprouts. Oh, my gosh. I love Brussels sprouts. Underrated again also for the bad rap they get. I know. Why do they get a bad rap? Although I will say I don't think our children will eat them. Still working on that. But, um, you know, we should try them again in the air fryer with them. Oh, yeah. They might like that nice crunchy Brussels sprout. That's yeah. delicious. So they're also a uh, half cup serving has two grams of protein. Again, if you're thinking, oh, I could never eat a half a cup serving of Brussels sprouts. Again, let's just think about it. Brussels sprouts are pretty, you know, they're a good sized vegetable. You know, I put them. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're you're only going to get maybe two or three and a half cup. Yeah, that's it. So that's not much. Suck it up. Eat them. Roast them in the oven. Those are delicious oh, like that. They are. Air fry them. Um, you know, splash them, splash a little balsamic vinegar on them with some salt. Yeah. Oh, delicious. So um, we also have a great recipe on our blog with the Brussels sprouts. Oh. Taking that to friends' houses before. They love it. The sheet pan dinner with Brussels sprouts, avocado, yes. sweet potato. Man, that's a protein packed right there and just has so much fiber and potassium. Go look up that sheet pan yeah. dinner. Look that one up. Yeah. Anyways, so enough with our bee vegetables. That was broccoli and Brussels sprouts that have protein. Okay, so this is interesting. Okay, Joe, I did not know this. Corn. Okay. Okay, so we are forever telling our kids that corn is a is a kind of grain starch, but it's actually considered a vegetable. So what we... Oh my, and I don't know, maybe this is just because we grew, grew up in the Midwest and we have cornfields all around us. It's actually okay. only field corn, so corn that's so, fed to livestock. Yeah. That's considered a grain. Oh, okay. But sweet corn is actually considered a vegetable. Did you know that? Is, oh, there's that difference. Inter- there's that difference, okay. yeah. And it's just not me who said that. That That's from um, a dietitian who said that. Well, so. Definitely a big difference. I mean, okay, this is another weird one, but I've eating both i mean sometimes i get bored and just wander hey i'm gonna try field corn it is definitely a different taste there especially raw okay. out of the f- 
hold up. Can we just first say who gets bored and says I'm gonna go try field corn? That's what when we it do around here, around guys. You. That's when, what we do. Yeah, for fun. When you when you're surrounded by it, you know. It's been a long time though, I must say. <laughs> okay, so sweet corn is delicious. Much better than the field. Yep. Much better than the field corn. And did you know per medium ear of corn it has three grams of protein? Really? Wow. Yeah. So amazing. So right there, you have a plate full of, um, say you load your plate full of baked potato. What, three grams of protein? You have your corn, three grams of protein. And let's serve that with some sautéed spinach on the side. Oh, Yum. Yeah. You got you got a little protein-packed, nutrient-dense meal right there on your plate. And it tastes really good. And it tastes really good. So, okay, the next one, and I would have not have thought this. Um, oh, see, always one. learning. Portobello mushrooms. It has as much protein as an egg, almost. Wow. Yeah, almost as much protein as an egg. Isn't that crazy? And, and it's, it's high in fiber and loaded with antioxidants. Yeah, I, wow. okay, I, I can't back this up with any type of science because I've not researched it. But I once, uh, and this must be why, the whole antioxidant, but I heard somebody and they were quoting some doctor. And, of course, this is all like I heard them and they got it from somebody. But they said you should eat mushrooms and onion every day for just the nutrition properties that they have in it. And researching this, I mean, portobello mushrooms, four grams of protein in a portobello mushroom. Only 35 calories. That's amazing. They have fiber. They, um, you know, have antioxidants. It's just. Oh, and you can use them in so many, so many different ways, and they're so good. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, my favorite way is, um, well, this recipe is on the blog as well. It's a kind of vegetable stuffed portobello mushroom. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah. Got to go check that out. So we'll link that in the show notes. Um, it's a great way. You know, also great, you know, we're in the winter months, so that's a grilled recipe. Roasting them in the oven, also delicious. Oh, yeah. For yep. sure. Hey, and way. why don't you saute some of those mushrooms with spinach. Oh. There. Put them on your baked potato. Oh, there you go. Baked potato. There. <laughs> he forgot about the mushrooms and spinach. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so our next one on the list here. So that was portobello mushrooms, four grams of protein. So lima beans. Oh, nothing. Yeah, so you would think that, okay, lima beans, but wait, that's a bean. We're talking about vegetables here. But did you know that it's both a legume and a veggie? It's both. It's both. So that's amazing, huh? Yeah, I don't know how it works. I I, I don't create these things. Thank you, God, for creating a lima bean that is both a vegetable and a legume. So. Um, but anyways, delicious lima beans. I should probably eat more of them. As I was researching this, I thought, you know what? I don't eat lima beans, really. Maybe I should because they have six grams of protein per half cup. Wow. Yeah, isn't that amazing? So, yeah. You know, and there's probably plenty of weight. You could probably roast them, I I think. You could throw them on a salad. You could probably, um... Blend them, maybe like hummus almost. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. And you, I mean, gosh, wow, six grams of protein. Another one, if you're bored out in the garden, randomly eating them raw, I'm telling you, not a bad oh. way to go. It, so Joe did that too, I guess. I'm guessing. Could have happened. It could have happened. Oh, man. Okay. 
our ninth one on the list here, and we only have, we only have ten vegetables um, to go through here. So the, that's asparagus, and wow. yeah, you yeah. know, I think asparagus. I feel like it's one of those vegetables that I would put in the category of adult vegetable. Def- definitely, yeah. Although like more Brussels kids sprouts. should eat it, more kids should eat it. And actually, we have some friends that their kids don't really like what we would maybe consider like normal vegetables, but they like asparagus. Right. So, <laughs> so hey, every hey, kid is different. Just try it out on your on your family. Um, okay. So if we are thinking um, adult-ish foods, definitely grill it, roast it. Uh, delicious. Um, per cup cooked, it has four point three grams of protein. Oh, yeah. That's just another another one you can't go wrong. On right, the grill. Yeah. In the summer. It's so delicious. Yeah. Protein packed, nutrient pra- packed. I almost said nutrient packed. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so artichokes is our 10th one here. So I will say I have a love hate relationship with artichokes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> someone, someone reach out to me. Tell me how to cook them correctly because I've looked up ways on the internet. I've tried them and it's always kind of a failure. So a medium artichoke cooked has 3.5 grams, has potassium, has calcium. So it's really good for you. And I want to say, I think the artichoke hearts, um, we'll link some information on artichokes in the show notes. They have slightly less when you buy them like in the can. Um, but they still do have protein in them. Okay. So okay. if you're like, it, the thought of trying to figure out the peeling of the leaves of the artichoke. Right, and, the difficult, right. I mean, okay, I would consider them, they are a sexy vegetable to me. Because I'm like, how do I use you? I want you. You're kind of cool looking with your right. spiky stuff. Yeah. But I don't know how to eat them. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's looking at me. He's like, I've seen you wrestle with these in the kitchen, Sarah. It's yep, never it, worked. So, yeah, we need help on that one. So, even someone who loves to cook as much as I do still needs some help with their jokes. So, let's quick run down what these protein vegetables are. And remember that it is considered um, vegetables that have two grams of protein per cup raw or have two grams of protein per half cup cooked. They are considered a high-protein vegetable. So the top 10, again, were spinach, and that can be cooked or raw. And if you cook it, it has the potassium in it, which is great. Peas, they have four grams of protein per half cup. So I think actually those and portobello mushrooms give each other a run for the money on the amount of protein. Potato, potatoes. (laughs) Why am I combining words tonight? Easy on the potatoes. Yeah, Potatoes, Joe's favorite. Remember that. They have that. Now he will be like every time he eats one and be like, I'm getting my protein and my fiber and my potassium. Just just gonna spew it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean not the potato, but well, of the course. detail. The yeah. details. Broccoli, that's another great one. Brussels sprouts. Corn, not field corn. Right, remember, yeah. Sweet corn. Field corn, leave that out there for the wild animals. Yep. Don't they'll, they'll Yeah, the rabbits will thank you, or the deer. So portobello mushrooms, and remember that they have as much protein as an egg. Amazing. Yeah, big one. Lima beans, asparagus, and artichokes. 
So, guys, Top man. 10. Yeah, next grocery run. You need to scan that produce aisle for these lean green machine vegetables. Yeah. They are muscle machines just like Popeye. They're not, them. not rare, easy to find, right? You yeah, I, I would say these vegetables are all very common. You're going to find them at any right, grocery this isn't store. something like we're like, oh, something that you're going to find off in some other land that you got to get shipped over. You know, this is everything. You know, right, yeah. Land. And, you know, I know, like, um, eat in season. That's something we should all be mindful of. Right, like with the asparagus, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah. Right it's always now, better in the be summer. Tough. Asparagus, right. sometimes in the winter. You know, you want it for a nice holiday meal, but, you know, maybe be conscious of yep. where it's being shipped from. Right. But, you know, spinach, broccoli, those are year-round. Portobello mushrooms, corn, you know, that tastes better in the summer. You know, get it the fresh frozen. Right. But anyways, you're going to find most of these in the produce aisle at the store. Or buy it fresh frozen, which just as many nutrients in the freezer aisle. Sorry, Popeye. I'm not going to recommend the canned spinach. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> so anyways, we listed a lot of resources, kind of quoted some people in this article. And like I said, we're not nutritionists. We're not dietitians. We just love to provide you with encouragement to eat more plants. And if anybody asks you, do your plants have protein, you can confidently say, yes, they do. Even this spinach salad I'm eating has protein. It will shock them. It will shock them. Okay? It really will. And, you know, they'll kind of be envious of how delicious and healthy you are, too. So. Right. And, but it, and at the end of the day, right, we're here to... How can we eat and feel better? And that's the goal. Yes, it's you can encourage somebody and help them to learn more, too, by sharing that with them. Yeah, exactly. So we definitely are very passionate about that, very passionate about Eat More Plants. So definitely go check that out. And, hey, if you need encouragement to eat more plants, we actually have a Facebook group. And go to the Bad to the Bull Facebook page or go to the show notes and we will have a link in both places to join that group. Get encouragement, find some new recipes, learn more about how to cook artichokes. I will not be doing right. a live demo of that. No live demo of that. But, you know, maybe some live demos of some other stuff. So stay tuned for that. Like I said, if you want to find more of these resources we talked about, go to our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash five, and you can find all the show notes so it's perfect yes did you have fun oh that was a good one i think you learned some stuff i don't think I, you, I don't think you knew that about potatoes no no i'm not even more excited not oh, that no. i needed it now but. we're gonna have potatoes every <laughs> night this week right now, now there's no reason not to i'm not gonna have potatoes every night this week <laughs> okay anyways all right guys head over to the blog bad find the show notes check out some plant-based recipes a lot that even have these ingredients we talked about. Until next time. Bye. Bye.